It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on, the coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. What's up, my nerds? Nerds! I work with a bunch of nerds. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network and the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and chief radio nerd. I'm a husband, a father of three, including a newborn baby girl, Woo-hoo. a Green Lantern fan, and a Funko Pop collector. <laughs> and I'm Mo, shorter, louder, smarter, and all around better than absolutely no one. I'm a wife, mom, elementary librarian, and seeker of truth, and except when it comes to reality TV. Today on the show, we have part one of our interview with Tyranny Albright, Ooh. community manager for the Love Thy Nerd Communities. Also on the show today, why you should think twice about leaving that one-star review. But first, today is Monday, August 2nd, 2021, and we've got some holidays to celebrate. That's right. It is National Coloring Book Day. (sighs) Did you get into the adult coloring book fad? Uh, A little. Because my wife did. I know. I know Deidre really did. I I did not get into it nearly as much as SD, but I did get into it. I had a few adult coloring books and I had colored pencils. Deidre Deidre had one of those, just a full box of those Mm. colored, I don't know if she was using pencils all the time. I think she switched to like those colored thin markers. Yeah, no, she did like all kinds of media because she would do the shading and every, Mm -hmm. I mean, she was a professional adult colorer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then they came out with a version on her phone. Yes. And so she just did that for like a year. Mm Mm-hmm. My wife is the kind of person who will find a game that she likes on her phone mm-hmm. and literally only play that game for a year or more. Okay. Well, I'm is, the same way. Really? Yeah. You don't have a, like, I have at least 10 games on my phone that I cycle through. Now, sometimes I'll stick with one for a few weeks, Mm-mm. but eventually I'm going to cycle to a new one. I'm not, Mm-mm. I don't have the patience to sit there and play a game that, does not change beyond a certain point for a year. Well, I mean, my game changes every day. I receive new challenges every day. What's the game that you're playing? It's home design. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yep. Every day. I get, that seems like a game you'd play. Uh-huh. Every day I get four new rooms that I have to design. Every day. Uh-huh. Oh, gracious. This is actually the game. I think it was probably two years ago at this point. I feel like point. that is the new coloring book for adults. Probably. Um, <laughs> but I shared how I had been investing so much time and how I even bought things on this game, remember? And then it just shut down. Oh, out right. Of yeah, yeah. And didn't save any of my progress yeah. and made me start back over <laughs> at level one. And I was already at like level 17 or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. When you invest those kind of things in those games and they have like an update or yeah. something and it ruins everything yep. and it goes back to the beginning. That's yeah, that's a yeah. rage moment. for uh-huh. me. Yeah. So I didn't play it for a good 
seven or eight months right. and then picked it back up and I am now almost to level 50. So, <laughs> and every now and then it'll ask me, do you want to update? And I'm like, nope, <laughs> learn my lesson there. Not doing that again. Oh gracious. Uh-huh. What else we got today? Uh, it's also national ice cream sandwich day. You know, I haven't had an ice cream sandwich in a long time, but I used to love those things. Okay. So here's an extra fact for you. Okay. Okay. As I was searching through facts to use today. Okay. Okay. Um, the age range of 30 to 44 is the age range of people who buy the most ice cream sandwiches. Really? I don't know why. Interesting. It makes me wonder, but... What's your, what's your favorite ice cream sandwich? Okay. I didn't realize that there were different variations of ice cream sandwiches until probably a year or so ago. Okay. So just the traditional... The traditional thin, whatever the dark cookie vanilla, is with, with vanilla ice. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Yep. So that's your favorite. And the Walmart brand. Walmart yeah. brand. Uh, yeah. Surprisingly, this is one one of the few instances where like the generics just as good. Yeah. Just as good uh -huh. in almost every case. Yep. Uh, but my favorite is um, I don't remember what brand it is, but I but I mean I think there's only one that makes it, and it's this thick boy. That's got the Neapolitan flavors in it, all three flavors, and it doesn't have actual bits of strawberry in the strawberry ice cream, which I enjoy. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know why. They're huge, but they're, they're huge, delicious. They're way too much ice cream. It's basically three scoops of ice cream mm. in a sandwich. I mean, it's a lot. I mean. But they're good. I'm pretty sure they're called Big Boys. Yeah. I want to say know maybe it's, it's like blue bunny bu or something. Oh, I don't know. it's in like a blue wrapper is what I was going to say. I think so. Yeah. Um, okay. So I lied. And so now I feel guilt. Oh, Brian so I have to take too. it back. Okay. Um, I did know that there were other brands because when I was doing Weight Watchers, right after I had Mila, I did Weight Watchers for a while. And so I was eating the Skinny Cow. Skinny Cow. Yeah. Uh -huh. Those were. And yeah. those are very those are not good. Bad. Super I like their, good. I like their actually. mint one. Uh -huh. ice cream one, yeah. Yeah. But that was really the only one that I knew was like a variation of. And just... do you prefer the, the chocolate cookie to like a uh, chocolate chip cookie ice cream sandwich? I don't like chocolate chip cookie ice cream either. sandwiches. People it... swear by them like they're the best. Yeah, no. And I'm like, nah. Mm -mm. I do think that I would like <laughs> to try an oatmeal raisin. Oh. But that's only because that's my favorite cookie. Ooh. So. A snickerdoodle. Oh, that might be good. Peanut butter. That also would wow. be very good. Why isn't this a thing? We're like, okay. <laughs> All right. We're starting a ice cream and cookie shop right hey, now. Listen. <laughs> listen. <clears throat> but no, um, yeah, we were watching, we were watching an, like a first season episode of The Office. I think it was the second episode where Dwight was tasked to pick the healthcare plan and uh, everybody's really upset about it. He's trying, Michael Scott, the manager, is trying to uh, make everybody happy. And he's trying to figure out a way to do that. And one of his <laughs> ideas is buy them all ice cream sandwiches. And nobody likes it. And he gets sad. And he goes into his office and he eats every ice cream sandwich. And so there's a scene where he's just eating the last bit of a sandwich. There's wrappers all over his desks. My wife said, uh, how can anybody just sit there and eat that many ice cream sandwiches? I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've done that. Yeah. Pretty sure I bought an entire box of ice cream sandwiches and finished it within the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. There's some dark years. 
eating a, an entire box of ice cream sandwiches is totally different than eating like an entire half gallon of ice cream. It really is. I don't know why, <laughs> but it is. Uh, yeah, she she really does enjoy those oatmeal raisin cookies there, Brian. He's he's heckling you in the chat. I do. I don't I, understand. I know. Chris tells me all the time that oatmeal raisin cookies are the reason he has trust issues. Of course. I love them. <laughs> I love them. They are my favorite. And I don't get them very often because I am such a minority. Nobody else likes them. So. <laughs> Literally nobody. Yeah. Literally Mm-hmm. Nobody likes them. Yep. <laughs> so how's your break been, Mo? Uh, in two weeks since you've been on the show. Two. Did you do shows without me? I did a show last week without you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, punk. Low-key, chill shows. You didn't do your voice, did you? I think I might have. Oh, my gosh. Because I recorded them in the morning, and I did uh, notice at least a deeper tone. Uh, <laughs> Radio Matt here. We'll see. In Talked my about jammies. DC Comics movies all week last week. Okie dokie. Well, I wouldn't have offered a whole lot to that conversation. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's why anyway, I chose that so. topic. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to talk about something that Mo probably didn't want to talk about. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I would have. It just, I, people would have been like, oh, that's right. Mo is here. <laughs> <laughs> just chime in whenever we get to one you've seen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. The original Catwoman. Literally, there are 38 DC Comics movies that have come out. Really? And so I did I did shows. The first day was the 19 worst DC Comics movies and mm-hmm. why. Second day was the 19 best DC Comics movies and why. And okay. then there are also 19 announced DC Comics movies. And so we were talking about what all those are going to be and what they could mean for... Well, that's exciting. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a lot. Cool. Um, I'm glad that you just brought up DC Comics, but it because it made a memory trigger um, from the last couple weeks. Gotcha. Uh, so my mom was here. My mom, my sister, and my mom's boyfriend were here um, for an entire week. Well, I think a day shy, a day shy of a week. Um, so while they were here, we hung out and went house hunting because they are planning to move here in a year when my sister oh, graduates. Right, right. Yep. I forgot about that. Uh-huh. So we just went and looked at houses. My mom had a request to kind of get an idea of, you know, they have a price range and she wanted to see a high, middle, low within that price range to kind of get an idea of what her money is getting her, if you will. <laughs> and I keep trying to tell her mom, the market is completely different than it has ever been. So yeah. possibly in a year, you're not going to get what you see right now. And it could be for the better or worse. Don't know. So <laughs> yeah, might as well just move now. I'm just saying. Um, but I couldn't convince her. <laughs> so that was that was a good time. And then immediately following that, we had our best friends from Italy come in for a long weekend, which was a lot of fun. Um, hadn't seen them in nine years. And so both of us, like towards the end of it, coming up on their arrival, my friend and her husband and then Chris and I are both like, so we haven't seen them in nine years. What if we hate them now? Yeah. <laughs> what if everything has completely changed and none of us are the same people? Um, these these are the friends that we went to Ireland with for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And so we've traveled with them. We've spent extended periods of time with them. Uh, my friend, Andrea, she actually did every single day with me at my house 
within our last year in Italy. And so she was Mila's like best friend. Mm. And Mila was just a teeny tiny little infant. And <laughs> all the pictures from that last year, Andrea's holding Mila. It, <laughs> it's really cute. And then of course, you know, you knowing my boys, Canon is the difficult one, always has been. And so Andrea has been sharing stories with Canon about um, just their relationship when he was younger. She really loved him and mm. saw him for who he was and not the annoyance that most people saw him for. <laughs> so, but now they have two children of their own and they are the nerdiest of nerds. Yeah. Um, I've actually told you about these friends. They, they're two boys. They are star Wars. Oh nerds. yeah. Okay. So this is a, yeah, uh-huh. this is them. they are huge star Wars nerds. And so, um, <laughs> they're two, they have two boys, Caleb and Gideon. Caleb's middle name is Skywalker, mm-hmm. Caleb Skywalker. And Gideon's middle name is Kenobi. So Caleb Skywalker and Gideon Kenobi. Caleb so, is one of my favorite names though. Yeah. Just because of the way you can say it from the fireproof movie. How that was the name of the main character. That was right. Kirk Cameron's name and the neighbor. Every time he would catch him beating up his trash can or whatever. Uh, Kirk Cameron would go, Mr. Finderson or whatever. He'd go, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so every time I hear the name Caleb, I go, Caleb. Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> um, so apparently Andrea just told me this story, but when she got pregnant with her second son, her mother-in-law was like, so I suppose you're doing it again, huh? <laughs> and Andrea was like, uh, yes. <laughs> Why wouldn't we? So, so Oriel in the chat brings up a good point. Uh, Gideon is actually now the name of a Star Wars character, a, a pretty bad guy from the Mandalorian. Oh, so I will have to ask. <laughs> I will have to ask her. Gideon I, Moth, man. I'm not dark saber wielder. Sure. Um, but all of that to say. While they have been here, we have taken both groups of people down Main Street yeah. as our town has done this whole like revitalization yeah, of Main it's Street. It's been nice. really cool. Yeah. Um, but in that, we've done all the antique shops. Mm. And Cannon, my least nerdiest kid of all, has found his nerd. Uh-huh. Antiquing? Not antiquing. <laughs> He's a Fraser nerd. He has begun <laughs> collecting comic books. Really? Yeah. That's actually very surprising. Yeah. So we have a huge antique shop, Bullet Bob's. And in Bullet Bob's. They got old comics in there? Yeah. Jeez. They've got like an entire shelf of at least 50 boxes full of comics. Yeah. And so the first day that we went, Cannon, I don't know what it was that drew him over there, but he's like, oh, I'm going to go through the comics. And so he starts searching and he finds quite a few first edition. Oh. Uh-huh. So I was like, you know, well, okay, fine. You can get a few. So I think he got six and for 20 bucks, which yeah, wasn't bad. that bad. I mean, m- most first editions are worthless anyway yeah but he was super excited it's like a huge talking point for him at this or a huge talking point at this point for him anyway to talk with Uh uh-huh yes (laughs) and about yeah so then three three days later when we take josh and andrea he immediately goes 
straight to that shelf, starts searching through. He's got all the boxes around him as he's really? pillaging That's through. Awesome. Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> I was like, okay, Cannon, you got to wrap it up. Fine. You can find two this time and that's it. Yeah. Um, so as we're walking out to go to the next store, Andrew goes, Cannon, that's so cool. How long have you been collecting comic books? And Cannon goes, two days. <laughs> Since yesterday. <laughs> it's my sudden new obsession. Yeah, it really is. But I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's weird how things hit you like that. Yeah. Like that's, that's how the Funko Pop thing kind of hit with me. I got one. I got a... I think it was Green Lantern. I think Green Lantern was the first one I got. I got that Green Lantern one just because I like Green Lantern. Mm -hmm. And then my wife saw like a Batman and a Spider-Man somewhere when it was my birthday. He's like, oh, I'll get him a couple more. Yeah. And as soon as she bought those other two, I'm like, well, floodgates are open now. Yeah. And just went nuts buying these things for years. That's exactly how it's been for Chris and I. <laughs> and there's like no stopping. Right. Topher's there's the always same something way. cool that comes out later that you keep needing. See, but I keep trying to tell Topher, and you need to tell him this because you said this. He wants to buy like all of the pops, any pop that mm. he sees. And I'm like, no, he brought me, yeah. he brought me uh, Fred Flintstone and Bam Bam the other day. And I was like, you don't have any Flintstone pops. Why? <laughs> no. Yeah. When uh, when I first started collecting, it was in 2015. And back then, there weren't that many series. Yeah. It was like mainly Star Wars, Marvel, DC Comics, and a couple little offshoots. Like uh, they did three of the Power Rangers. You know, just they were. It wasn't big. Like the first Marvel movie I think they did was Avengers. Uh, and. Then after that, Iron Man 3. And Iron Man 3 was the time that I started collecting when that mm. came out. So it was very quick. But as I kept collecting and collecting, and the years went on, they started getting more and more popular. They're like, all right, well, we're getting all these licenses now. We're going to snatch up every license we can find and make pops. And I'm like, oh, oh, this is getting heavy. And so I started collecting, yeah, everything. Yeah. Everything that I ever kind of liked, <laughs> I was going to get the pops for. And uh -huh. I'm like, if I keep doing this, my family will have no money. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to Your... I had to relegate. And I'm still relegated. I'm still there. Yeah. Uh, I've only bought maybe six or seven pops this year total when that would be maybe two weeks worth. Yeah. <laughs> back then yeah <laughs> yeah that, that's fair um uh, <laughs> sorry oreo in the chat i got a few random ones every once in a while uh mainly my mcdonald's chicken nugget dressed as a cowboy look okay they have come out with those mcdonald's ones with their old mascots including those chicken nuggets and i remember having those happy meal toys where you could mix and match the clothes on the little chicken nugget and that's what they've come out with for pops and it is a struggle not, not to, to buy those because Aww. it's such a good memory. Yeah. Man, back that, when back, back when McDonald's toys used to be cool. They were cool back in the day. Dope. Yeah. The little transformers they had that like you turned a Big Mac into like a dinosaur. Oh, I don't remember oh, those. They were awesome. But you also got the boy toys and I got the girl toys. That's so. true. I don't know what the girl uh -huh. toys were. I, I think My Little Pony was big my and pony, uh, Polly Pocket. Polly Pocket. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so last story for me to share, and then you can tell all about your your fun stuff. I didn't have anything happen last week. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I think it was Friday morning, the first morning that Josh and Andrea were with us. I 
had woke up before them, was sitting out in the living room drinking coffee, and I was watching the Twitch highlights from our Tuesday night Among Us game. Yeah. And Josh comes out and he's like, oh, Among Us, I love that game. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty fun. I said, Topher and I play every Tuesday. And he was like, what? I said, yeah, we have a group of people who some we personally know, others we don't, but we play with them every Tuesday night and Topher will stream and a few of the other people who we play with also stream. And that's actually what I'm watching. I'm watching the highlights from this past Tuesday. And he's like, who are you? And I was like, I don't know. I don't even know anymore. And he's like, this is not something that you were in Italy. And I was like, yeah, I know. I'm a little different. So it's them that should have been worried about the changes. Probably, probably. But then he's like, so it's open to anybody? And I was like, yeah, anybody. And he's like, can I play? And I was like, yeah, you could if, if you really wanted to. He's like, awesome. And so then that led into me talking about Love, Love Thy Nerd, Nerd yeah. and uh -huh, about our Discord and our, the radio station and everything. And he's the whole time just like, hey, you're blowing my mind. By that time, Andrea had woke up and come out, and she had known a little bit about it, you yeah. know, just from Facebook and following it. But she's like, I didn't realize what Love Thy Nerd was. That's amazing. That's really cool. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of proud. <laughs> I was afraid to become a part, but I am, I'm very thankful that I did. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, those are always cool moments. Uh-huh. <clears throat> it was really neat. Um, my, uh, my mother has moved back. She's currently staying with a former neighbor of hers until her new place is ready. Okay. Uh, but uh, while she was moving back, we had to get a storage unit to put all her stuff in for this transitional period. Right. And uh, so I went up to uh, a local storage place here just to get it. And there's a guy in there and he was already, the guy working there was already helping somebody. And, and uh, he said, Hey Matt, I'll be with you in just a second. I'm like, uh, I don't know you. Know uh, well, and then it, it, all this panic ensues. He knows my name. I should know his name. Who right, is that? Right. Where do so I know I'm him sitting, from? Where does he know me so from? So I'm oh sitting in this office just waiting and him working on, with this customer. It's taking forever. And that whole time I'm like, oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. This it's going to be, be so, so embarrassing. Yeah. I'm going to feel like such a jerk. <laughs> and uh, he gets up and he passes me as he's getting something. He's like, I'll be with you in just a second, Matt. Sorry. I'm like, oh, gosh. He's so confident that he knows me too, and I do not recognize him. Um, but <laughs> I've only met him one time. He just happened to have a, a, a connection with me through Celebrate Recovery. Okay. Through his family, he, he's he's Dalton Bannister. Oh, okay. Yeah, which okay. I've, I've only met once, and I met him at uh, my former youth pastor's house. Uh, I want to say six. Or six or seven years ago, okay, because he was doing a, a movie podcast, and he invited me and Dalton and somebody else from his church. Those two were from his church, uh, and he invited me as well to uh, talk about comic book movies, superhero movies. And so we had, we just had a blast. It was like a two-hour thing. We just sat around. I didn't know any of these uh, other. I didn't know either of these other two guys at the time, uh, but we had a blast. Then I never saw Dalton again. But he happened to just remember me because of his connection with CR. And um, so I, you know, it was a little awkward, but he like couched that already. He's like, you probably don't remember who I am. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
but uh, he's all, I really love that podcast. I wish, I wish I need to get back into like doing these kind of things. And I'm like, oh boy, let me tell you what I'm doing. <laughs> so I got to sit there and talk to him about Love Thy Nerd for 15 minutes before we got down to any actual work of getting in a <laughs> storage unit. That's but, cool uh, though. It was, it's really fun when those situations pop up. Yeah. It really is. Uh-huh. I was also very proud of myself at how much I knew. And could share. <laughs> right, you're entrenched then I was, now. Yeah, that I was like, hey, this really is my thing. This isn't just something that I'm secondly connected to between my child and my friend. Yeah. No, this is my thing. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. neat. Uh-huh. <sighs> so, uh, yeah, I had a boring week last week. Nothing really exciting happened. Yeah. Um, got Lies. Up, got <laughs> no, Lies. On, on uh, let's see. It was last Monday. Well, Rewind even further. Two Tuesday nights ago, we were playing Among Us. Yes. And my very pregnant wife is uh, starting to have contractions while I'm playing. And she's got her little thing on her phone, little app that she can just hit the button the to kind of time them and see how far apart they are and how long they last. And uh, like they're averaging about eight minutes apart. And she sends me like a screenshot of this from like an, a half hour's worth of recording i'm like all right guys well pretty sure once this uh stream's over i'm gonna be heading to the hospital and so my wife gets up she's like i'm gonna walk around the block and see if we can get this stuff going i'm like all right so she took the boys and walked around the block while i finished the stream and uh by the time i was done i was like all right let's go we're going and she's like no they stopped hmm. i'm like what she goes yeah as, as soon as i texted you that that picture haven't felt in another one yet. I'm like, well, farts. And so, but because that happened, because they were so close together, we're like, all right, well, it's got to be soon, right? So, an entire week passes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> an entire week. So that next Monday, uh, you know, almost a full week later, she goes to the doctor for just her checkup. And uh, she says, can we just get this uh, induced? Can we just go? Like, what's the earliest time we can schedule this? She goes, well... We could do tomorrow morning. And so Danger texts me while I'm at the grocery store with the boys. So, hey, you want to just do this tomorrow morning and get it get it done? Get moving? I'm like, uh... Yes, but okay. no. But yeah, no, but yes. sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally prepared for this kind of news. Yeah. Um, and so we had to be there at freaking four in the morning. Yeah. Because that's when they bring in the, the people with scheduled inductions. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently it might've been that day anyway, because by the time we got there, she was already dilated to like six or something. Like it was getting close, getting close. Yep. Um, and so we, we checked in at four, we had the baby before 10 o'clock. Like once, once we got there, things just started moving yeah. fastest kid yet. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> and she's last time we were there, she last two times she's had an epidural, which is, you know, numbs you up pretty much, mm -hmm. makes it a lot more bearable, apparently. Um, but the last time she had it, she got really shaky and they had to put like oxygen on her. And uh -huh. she, that kind of scared her. So she's like, this time I'm not going to do that. I'm like, uh, uh, your body, your choice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she got, <laughs> she got, you know, pain medicine. But they're telling her, like, you, you really want to hold off on getting this as long as you can because the first two doses are good. And then after that, it kind of wanes. She's like, okay. So contractions are coming. She's 
really feeling pain. I'm having to hold her hand. She's breaking my thumb off every time. I'm like, you should probably get that first dose. And so she gets the first dose of pain medication. And uh, it helps a lot. Just as she's getting ready for the second dose, they come and check and they're like, oh, it's time to go. And she goes, oh, so that means I can't get the other pain medication, right? Yeah. And so I say, did you want the epidural? She goes, yeah, but it's too late. It's too late now. It's too late now. Yep. So for the first time, I experienced seeing... Your wife in pain. My wife in the the kind of pain you see in the movies. Yeah. And it was torturous to watch. So I'm assuming it was so much worse to experience. Yeah. She, oh gosh, I was crying. Yeah. I was crying for how much pain she was in and kind of mad at her (laughs) for not getting the epidural. (laughs) <laughs> like, why are you putting me through this? Why would you be so selfish? <laughs> but uh, it actually went really quick. Um, it felt longer just because she was in pain, but it was right. actually the quickest delivery she's had, too. Uh, very healthy little baby girl. No uh, no complications whatsoever. She was born 7 pounds, 14 ounces, about 19 inches long. Real cute. So I was hoping that she would be born on my birthday. Because she's her due date was two weeks out from mm-hmm. my birthday, and so mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, that third baby. Well, Eli was three weeks early, so yeah. Yeah. So I hoped and hoped and hoped, but she wasn't born on my birthday. But we did share the same birth weight. Birth weight. Yeah. Yeah. Seven pounds, fourteen <laughs> ounces. Yeah. Her name is Natalie. Natalie is the name we kept it secret from everybody, and. Uh, I think I was the closest in guessing. What was your... A lot of people... Yeah, so we did a... We did a... Name game. A name game thing that day. I was posting on Facebook for the first time in in years in my personal stuff. Uh Not years, but I guess a year. And uh, I always like to do the... All right, guess the name. Um, And a lot of people were guessing Abigail. Yeah, like biblical names. And Hannah. Those were the two I saw Well, because Elijah... And Jonathan, and so I think people are like, okay, well, they're going to stick with a biblical mm-hmm. name. Elijah was inspired uh, biblically, and Jonathan was not. Yeah. Jonathan was inspired by Jonathan Kent. <laughs> not fair. spelled the same, but that is where we got the inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> so I went through, okay, early, early, early in the morning, as soon as I woke up, I saw your name game thing, and I was like, okay. Let me put in a few guesses. And the very first guess that I made, I don't remember what the first name was, but I said May, which was the middle name. Um, Which is Deidre's middle name. Right. And so then I was like, duh, that's the middle name they're using. Hello. It just hit me all of a sudden. And so I was like, okay, now I need to put in a real guess (laughs) using this middle name. And so I went through names from The Office, (laughs) Frasier. Uh, Smallville. Smallville. WWE. WWE, yeah. Was there anything else? I, I don't think I that... don't remember, but I mean, anyway. it was a good list, and I didn't recognize them at all. Which <laughs> just blew my mind. Well, I wasn't in that mindset. But it eventually, blew my mind. <laughs> once, I, once I read it like a third time, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I see what she's doing. Yeah. Uh-huh. I just get the normal <laughs> like, like everybody else, and I'm like, no! <laughs> I put a lot of thought and effort 
effort into this. Thank you very much. I require the dedicated laughing emote. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Huh. So, but Natalie is a wrestler, right? No. No? Oh, no. okay. I don't know of anybody specifically named Natalie. Oh, okay, never we mind. We just, we were, we, we picked this name on our road trip that we took last year, last September. Okay. One of our goals was pick names for either the boy or the girl, whatever okay. it's going to be. And it, it was hours, hours, days of us trying to come up with uh, names that we liked. We never picked a, a guy's name, a boy's name. Really? We could not find a boy's name that both of us liked. Wow. At all. Yeah. And uh, Natalie, I think, was one of only two girls' names that we considered. Yeah. Uh, but once we got to the end of the trip, we are like, yeah, it's going to be Natalie. Natalie. <laughs> I love it. I, I've only known one other Natalie in my entire life, yeah. and she... I grew up with her. She was two years older than me, but I grew up with her through elementary, middle, and high school. And she was just the kindest, most intelligent, one of the smart, smart girls, you know? Mm -hmm. But she was beautiful and super kind. I can re always remember being like, man, Natalie Godwin is like, she's the best. I want to be like Natalie Godwin. <laughs> so, I mean, her name has stuck with me throughout all these years, 20 years later. Wow. So... It was a good choice. I'm proud of it. Natalie May. <laughs> and um, the the cool thing, which Oriel's mentioning in our Twitch chat right now as we're recording, is, uh, you know, because we weren't letting the name go, everybody in our little Among Us group was, was calling her uh, Little Sus. Little because Sus. I posted a picture mm -hmm. of a custom pacifier I had made that is a little pink... Uh, you know, kid uh -huh, Among, Among Us, Us character, character that says, you know, sus underneath it. And so Little Sus stuck. And uh, because it happened on it, because she was born on Tuesday, uh, and Tuesday nights when we do that Among Us game, like uh, Mo said earlier, they were all playing and I wasn't playing, but I was watching along because we were stuck in the hospital for, for forever and my wife was sleeping. Uh, so I was watching along and uh, my wife woke up to, to feed Natalie and just in time for the entire crew there to sing happy birthday to Little Sus, uh -huh. uh, which was quite adorable. Yeah. And uh, my wife was also blown away just by the nature of this group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why do they care? You're not even playing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty funny. You personally know what? Two of them? Why did they? Yeah. Uh -huh. I Listen, I'm not even ashamed to say, as we're all singing happy birthday, I am... Not bawling, but definitely crying <laughs> like a stupid person. Like, it's not even my kid. <laughs> and then, of course, I'm having to get Topher to type in the codes for me, and I'm crying, and he's like, what's your problem? I'm like, shut up, leave me alone. Don't say anything. Mind your business. <laughs> it's the next generation oh, of nerd, okay? So that's so funny. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we have dragged this segment out long enough. Let's take a break here. When we come back, a uh, couple left a one-star review, and, uh, well, all heck broke loose. Oh, stick around. This week in nerdy news, this is LTNN. LTNN. 
J.K. Simmons is in talks to join the Batgirl film, reprising his role as Commissioner Gordon from the Justice League movie, according to The Hollywood Reporter. If he signs on, I'd expect him to play a slightly larger role in this movie, given he is Batgirl's father. It'll also be interesting to see if J. Jonah Jameson over there in Spider-Man land has anything to say about his own doppelganger in DC Comics' Gotham. If we could get like a Daily Bugle headline just referencing it in the background, kind of on par with, you know, Ryan Reynolds winking at Green Lantern during the Deadpool movies, that would be great. I'm all for it. Stargirl, which is moving to the CW from the now-defunct DC Universe, has released their extended trailer a couple weeks ahead of the August 10th premiere for Season 2, featuring the closest thing to a full-fledged Green Lantern yet, Jade, the original Green Lantern's daughter. She is seen wearing a ring and holding a lantern. It'll be interesting to see how close they stick to the Jade of the comics, as she, just like her father, did not acquire their ring or green power from Oa or the Guardians, like the rest of the Green Lantern Corps. Also, personally, I just really need to see some real Green Lanterns soon. Uh, I don't care if it's Diggle coming back this year to all the different shows. I don't care if it's the Green Lantern series on HBO Max. I don't care if it's a revival of Ryan Reynolds' movie series, but I need some more Green Lantern content pronto. And lastly, according to Variety, a new Pokemon project is in development at Netflix, led by Joe Henderson, the showrunner for Lucifer. It would be a live-action TV series, possibly in the style of the Detective Pikachu movie, but little details are known at this time. However, it's a safe bet to say that Ryan Reynolds will not be reprising his role as Pikachu. Did Ryan Reynolds get three mentions during this newscast? I gotta stop binge-watching that Deadpool and Korg react to the Free Guy trailer video. Was a good one though. All right, just just a couple more times. That was this week in nerdy news. I'm Radio Matt, and this is LTNN. Welcome back to the Macro Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And we've changed some things up this new season, including what we record live on Twitch. Each week we record our shows uh, the Friday or Saturday before with our friends on Twitch. And you can follow us on twitch.tv slash LTN on air to be notified when we go live and join our Discord at macrodiscord.com for after the show discussion or even opportunities to be on the show yourself. But before we go any further, it's time for Mo's fact of the day. If all the ice cream sandwiches made last year were placed end to end, they would circle the earth three and a half times. If all the ice cream sandwiches made last year were lined up end to end, it would make it a lot easier for me to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> so three and a half times? Three and a half well, times. Yep. That's mm-hmm. a lot of ice cream sandwiches. It is a lot of ice cream sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Sandwiches. <laughs> but did you notice that it said all the ice cream sandwiches made last year? Not consumed, not purchased, mm. but made. So see you gotta you gotta listen for those keywords sometimes. So what you're saying is, is there's a lot of leftover ice cream sandwiches I mean, from last year that we it, need to find and eat? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well let's head on over to our weird news desk. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. We got three stories that you might not have heard yet. First of all, 
Woman runner's outfit deemed too revealing, while a female team is fined for not being revealing enough. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, if you're going to get on on this uh, misogynist thing, pick no. a lane, guys. Pick a lane. An extremely, a lane. <laughs> an extremely talented British Paralympian, Olivia Breen, was told by an official at the English Championships that her shorts were too short and inappropriate. The offensive shorts are shown in the, the well, there's a picture of them. They're essentially the same shorts that the Norwegian women's handball team uh, was told that they had to wear uh, and fine for not wearing because they wanted to wear like normal contained shorts. Um, yeah, Im improper, improper clothing was the situation. I don't understand why in the rules for the handball thing it says women must wear bikini bottoms with a close fit and a cut on an upward angle handball i mean you know volleyball beach volleyball beach volleyball essentially okay. uh it's called norwegian handball okay uh yeah they're, they're forced to wear bikini bottoms for some reason there's a picture here in the article uh comparing the men's team and the women's team <laughs> the men get to wear the shorts <laughs> well, but see, so here's always been my thought. Yeah. It's beach volleyball. You're not going to go play beach volleyball at the beach in a full outfit. Typically, you're at the beach in a bathing suit. And so that, to me, is what their outfits equate, are bathing suits. I mean... Uh, whether it's right or wrong, I'm, I could do without seeing a group of women yeah. on my TV in... I mean, essentially, all they're all they're asking for is a couple extra inches of fabric. That's fair. It still would technically be considered briefs. But it's not a swimsuit. Why? There, there's women's swimsuits that are more shorty than yeah. Undies. There are. There are. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, that's just uh, that's the important thing that's happening right now. Like I, I get it with uh, the Olympics. The Olympics, I know they get super stringent with what outfits you're allowed to wear. I remember somebody uh, at the last Winter Olympics or a couple Winter Olympics ago had a, I think a zipper that went like an inch too long on the outfit or whatever and got fined for it. And like it, they get ridiculously stringent. But wow. th the only real. There's been no real defense as to why they are forced to wear these kind of shorts. Other than it's just what we've always done, which really feels like it's left over from a, well, if we're going to get guys to watch this, then... Hey, fun fact. Did you know that the first... Show some cheek. Olympics <laughs> played were, in Athens. Were... Do you know? On natural. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All, it was all men athletes, and they were played completely nude. And because of that, women were not allowed to be spectators. They could not watch because the men were Because they'd be scandalized. Naked. Yeah. Uh-huh. That is, <laughs> that's another fact for you. You get two well, extra facts today. They weren't good at making uh, uh, tight-fitting clothing that would, you know, hold right. all the junk in place. They're but like, can well, you let's imagine just let it doing fly. some of those sports naked? <laughs> For real, think about it. Javelin. Just take a second. Even running. <laughs> well, the worst in my mind is the wrestling. <laughs> the Greco-Roman wrestling. That would be awful. <laughs> you got 
Hurdles, yes. <laughs> Hurdles. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm serious. So our very first cruise was while we were overseas in Italy, and we went to Greece. And so we were able to go to Athens, and we went to Olympus to see the very first um Olympic grounds, yeah. which is where they still get the fire from the torch yeah. to light it every year. We learned all about that, but uh, that was nine years ago. And obviously the one thing that stuck with me the most is, oh my gosh, women were not allowed to watch the first Olympics. And then Chris is like, but listen, it's because the men were naked. They had to do the entire sport naked. I'm like, yeah, okay. Women didn't want to watch that anyway. <laughs> That does not sound interesting or entertaining. <laughs> the, what? Race, the race where they have to pass the baton off. Oh, stop. No, no. I'm not letting you go there. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. Grab Their the arm right had baton. to be fully extended to Grab pass the, the right baton. baton, guys. Woo. <laughs> no. <laughs> That is hilarious. Like, I've always known that the first Olympics was done, you know, all natural. Mm -hmm. I've never really sat here and considered what that would mean for each individual sport. Yes. (laughs) Hurdles. Hilarious. Yeah. I would have got it if I had some briefs. As we we walked, because we even got to um, stand at, like, the starting line for... Most of the races, you can still see that. And so as we're standing there and walking through the grounds, I'm like, "Mm -mm. no, this is, uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. That's why (laughs) when you have to do the the pole vault, that's why they always have to go to their back. Yeah. To go for Uh it. (laughs) Uh-huh. Exactly. That's the way it was done in the first Olympics. So you don't get caught. You don't get caught. (laughs) It was done for other reasons in the first Olympics, but, you know, that's the way they've always done it, so... (laughs) <laughs> you know what? Maybe that should be our argument for why the women should have better oh, gosh. clothing. If it's the way that they've always done it, then I want to see those men nude <laughs> competing in all, the, in all the events. If we're if that's the argument we're sticking Chris, with, this is the way we've always done it. Your wife's making inappropriate thoughts. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I wa- you just said, I want to see all those men nude. That's what you said. That was the quote. That's the quote that everyone will remember. <laughs> and everyone will know how I meant it. <laughs> I'm gonna Don't take that clip, clip it out of context. Take that clip out of context, put it on our Don't. soundboard. And anytime we're talking about guys, I want to see those men nude. <laughs> that would be hilarious if this was a different kind of show. Yeah, but it's no, not. But it's not. This is not so shock jock in the morning. This is... It's not Larry Crew and the Zoo Crew fam. Ay, ay, ay. It's, uh, yeah, all right. No, I'm saying, listen, don't be surprised if there's a Facebook post about it later. Oh, gosh, it's so funny. <laughs> all right, next up. Uh, metal band. Well, oh, why aren't you loading? Load, no. man. So. Oh, right. Well, we can't read that story, but that's okay. That last one took a little long anyway. Uh-huh. But essentially, the story was a metal band overtook the drive-thru for a Wendy's uh, at like 
30 minutes before they were supposed to close just so they could close on time. So, like, they got in the back of their truck, set up their whole band equipment, pulled into the drive-thru speaker, and just stopped right there and played a concert for that last half hour <laughs> so Wendy's could leave. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. I think they wind up getting the cops called on them by Wendy's, but still. <laughs> All right. But here's the uh, the main story we, we hinted at earlier. A, uh, a couple is hit with a $112,000 lawsuit after leaving a one-star Google review for a roofing company. Okay. All right. So here we go. Uh, a couple in Vancouver, Washington, served with a lawsuit after refusing to take down their negative one-star Google reviews for allegedly being treated in a rude manner by a roofing company. When Autumn Knepper, Knepper, I guess, I guess yeah. the K's silent there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Autumn Knepper and Adam Marsh, an artist, an artist, noticed their roof. I need to read. It's early, and I need to read better. Uh-huh. Just take a minute. <sighs> Let your brain work. Notice their roof was leaking. Their landlord referred them to Executive Roof Services to check out the damage. A representative from the roofing company came over to the residence for an inspection and confirmed there were a few spots that needed fixing. But when the couple followed up asking for a timeline to have the repairs done, Nepper said the receptionist she spoke to on the phone was extremely rude from the moment she answered the phone. Nepper recalled the receptionist, uh, she refused to give me any information. She said I would have to get it from the landlord. I asked to speak with the manager and she laughed at me. She told me I was verbally abusing her and that she was the office manager and she hung up on me. Marsh said he also contacted ERS and experienced the same negative customer service experience. She was just super rude, told me that she was the office manager and there was no one else I could talk to and hung up on me, said Marsh. Without knowing the timeline for the repairs needed, the couple decided to write uh, write their respective one-star Google reviews for ERS detailing their interaction with the rude receptionist. Uh, Marsh also filed a complaint with the Better Business Bureau and wrote, The business came to do an inspection of the roof of our residence and refuses to give any details about the findings of scheduling of repairs to the tenant, to us, the tenants. That's when the company's owner, Michael Mechem, I don't know how to pronounce this, Mechem, Mechem, Mechem? Michael. Michael, Michael M. Mr. Michael, uh, <laughs> reached out and demanded the couple take down their reviews before, quote, more damages are done. Unquote. That's a threat right there. Bum, bum, bum. The slogan on the website of ERS, which states, Preferred roofing contractors where you're treated like family, got roasted online when the story <laughs> went public. Uh, people posting, Yes, I always sue my family members when I disagree with them. Uh, <laughs> But uh, let's see here. Never recalled her conversation with Mac- Ma- Michael. Uh, he told me that he knew where I lived. He said that he had forensic guys and that he would gladly spend $100,000 suing me. Uh, Nepper filed a police report after ERS threatened them, and the police allegedly contacted the company and told them to stop harassing the couple. She thought that would be the end of it, but it wasn't. The couple received letters from Jordan Ramis Law Firm on behalf of ERS to demand the reviews be taken down. In June, when the reviews still remained, the couple was served with a $112,000 lawsuit and a $28,000 per week uh, by ERS for defamation and intentional interference with business expectancy. Um, Nepper said she cried. She was terrified. Couldn't afford a lawyer. Can't afford to pay that. Doesn't want to file for bankruptcy. Um, yeah. So 
the ERS's main stance is like they're not entitled to give them any information because they don't own the house. You know, the landlord is the one that is, would be paying for this. The landlord owns the house. Landlord gets that information. But, you know, this all stemmed mainly from the rudeness mm-hmm. that they claim was on the phone. And I don't know how rude they were either. Right. Uh, you know, I feel like if you're the kind of person that is quick to give a one-star review, maybe you're kind of quick to anger. Yeah. Probably. Like, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to get me to write a one-star review. Uh, not you, though, right? <laughs> How many one-star reviews have you written? Mm, just one. Just one? Uh, well, okay. <laughs> okay, well, 12. But No. <laughs> I mean, we talked about it last week, and we said we were letting it go. Or two weeks ago. We talked about it two weeks ago. And said oh, we right. Yeah, okay. Let's not talk about it. But that's just one, really. <laughs> but that was out of but that was out of anger. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, is that what we would consider righteous anger? Mm, mm, <laughs> mm, no. Um, but I, no, the only one star review I've ever given came after literally a year of being disappointed, and that was our Burger King, our local Burger King. Oh. Like, it, it was enough. I'd had enough. I had gone there at least once a month for a year, uh, and it was always at dinner time, and I always had one simple order. Mm-hmm. A double cheeseburger with no mustard. Mm-hmm. That's all I wanted. And in the, the at least 12 times, there was only one time I got that burger correct on the first time. And it wasn't always that they just forgot to you know, take the mustard off. I would get a burger with nothing like a plain burger. I would get a burger with uh, no cheese, uh, and everything else. Right. One time I just got a bun with cheese and pickles and ketchup, no burger whatsoever. That was a grilled cheese. I just don't understand how they could get it so wrong. Didn't they so give you often. extra mustard one time? One time. Yeah. One time I got nothing but mustard. <laughs> Like, I just got, it was so bad. Yeah. And so, uh, finally, I just wrote this long diatribe. I sat there in the Burger King parking lot saying, okay, I cannot take this anymore. It takes so much to get me to this point. But the the people at Burger King do not care. <laughs> do not care about your order. Their whole thing, Burger King's entire thing, has been have, have it, it your, your way. way. <laughs> they want you to customize the food, and they refuse to get your order right. A simple no mustard is the only request I've ever had. <laughs> they cannot focus long enough to make this burger. Yeah. Uh, but even then, I came back like six months later and bumped it up to four because... I'd gone a few more times, and every single time, not only was it perfect, but they were friendly and all this. And like, okay, we've we've gotten a hold of something so here. So, <laughs> see, here's the thing: sometimes a one star review is agreed, necessary. Is, is, yeah, is, is warranted. Thank you. Yeah. In both your and my cases, mm-hmm. the one star review was warranted, <laughs> and the. Two dozen comments that I also left were also warranted. Okay. I'm just saying. It was. And you I removed it because you asked you me to. You had good points, and I'm proud of you. Uh-huh. And we'll discuss it a little later today. Are we really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. 
Okay. But uh, yeah, you you did good. <laughs> you did good, donkey. You did, you did good. good, donkey. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do, pig. That'll do. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know how that story is going to play out uh, right now. Oh, what's that? Library night just resubscribed for whoop, whoop. six months. It's Thank our you, friend Lark. Rachel. Uh, our friend Rachel. <laughs> this is it's so early, she says. <laughs> it is early. Yes, we don't like it. We're how? we're just as upset about exactly. it as you are. Exactly. <laughs> how are we awake? <laughs> All right. So yeah, this is this is still ongoing. Who knows what'll happen? But now that they're getting national attention, it's quite possible that this company will realize maybe we should just back off and not be so rude on the phone. Maybe. Maybe maybe, 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 maybe all of this could have been solved if we were just a little nicer about it. Maybe. <laughs> Let's take a, another quick break. When we, oh, sorry, I'm going to read your line. That's my line. When we come back, meet Tyranny, one of my favorite people and love thy nerds community manager. Hey everyone, I'm Jeshua Horka, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today, I'm reviewing the tabletop role-playing game, Lancer, by Massive Press. If you're a big fan of shows and games like Gundam, Zone of the Enders, Armored Core, or Titanfall, Lancer is definitely for you. Giant robots? Check. Customizable bits and bobs to kit your mech with? Check. Cultured lore that will leave you salivating for more? Check. Giant mass space battles with you and your mech piloting buddies at the helm? Check. In my 15 years of tabletop RPG experience, Lancer easily ranks on my top three. Unlike other mech-based tabletops such as Battle Century Z, Mechton, or Battletech that can sometimes be a little crunchy or rules-heavy, Lancer encourages a strong narrative approach in its system for role-playing characters. But don't let that fool you, Lancer has a large swath of mech frames, weapons, gadgets, and upgrades to keep you spreadsheeting for weeks. The core of the system is based around a single 20-sided die, and in non-combat situations, your goal is to roll a 10 or above. If you do, you succeed. However, there are also modifiers called accuracy or difficulty, and these can either give you a bonus or penalty, respectively, to your d20 roll. For each accuracy bonus you have, you add a d6, or six-sided die, to your roll, and take the highest number out of all your accuracy dice to add to your d20 roll. For each difficulty penalty you accrue, you roll a d6 and subtract the biggest one. Luckily, accuracy and difficulty cancel each other out on a one-to-one -one basis. So, if you have two accuracy and two difficulty, you roll your normal d20 this round with no modifiers. Usually, your target number when rolling is 10 or above. In combat with other mechs or vehicles, your target number can vary depending on your enemy statistics. And that's the basics. If you've been craving high-flying explosive mech combat, Lancer is the game for you. I give Lancer a strong 9 out of 10. I'm Jeshua, and this has been Reviews of the Nerds. All 
right, so let's welcome Tyranny Albright. That's your last name, right? Albright? It is. Yeah, it is. Albright. <laughs> she is the Love Thy Nerd Community Manager. So what what do you do? What does that mean? What is what is uh what does a community manager do for Love Thy Nerd? Um, I do a few things. Initially, I was just supposed to kind of oversee the moderators um, and the community as a whole on Facebook and Discord. Um, but then as things kind of shifted and adjusted, I adopted the role of running the monthly arcade day for Love Thy Nerd, where on like the first Saturday of the month, people can... Uh, host a different game like whatever they want you know video game board game we've even had people host things like you know story reading um i run that i get that together and um make sure that goes smoothly and there's actually hosts every month and help people get um involved if that uh yeah involves a good way to put it yeah um but i also help with nerdy wishes which is a new thing it's in a beta right now launches in october for the community as a whole where folks get to share their Amazon wish list, you know, video games, board games, comics, whatever, and people buy stuff for each other. And it's super awesome. And I'm really enjoying that. Um, and at the moment, I'm also helping plan LTN con. So I actually do a lot as the uh, community manager. Wow. And I and I love it. So I didn't know you were involved with Nerdy Wishes or LTN con directly. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And Nerdy Wishes seems fun. It's It's like a it's like Secret Santa all year, right? Basically. <laughs> it's blessing other and people when you have the opportunity to with some nerdy stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I know, like for myself, like gifts are my love language. So it makes mm. me super happy to see other people happy when they're like, oh, my gosh, somebody sent me this game. Thank you so much. And I've even been blessed by a few members with um, some new video games and board games, which has been super awesome. Yeah. We had a we have, a, you know, the, the Love That Nerd staff wish list thing and. I had a $400 uh, office chair on there because I was using a church pew at my home office, an old church pew for my office chair. And that got donated uh, to me. I'm like, that's just a, an amazing feeling, you know, that people that care, is... care enough about you to bless you. Yeah, that is amazing. Um, I've had the I've got the opportunity to put something on that wish list, but I don't really need anything for my positions at the moment. So yeah, this was mainly um, what I needed. Uh, yeah, right. It's been a big blessing, big blessing. Uh, well, the the overarching question uh, is is uh, for this segment anyway is is who, who is tyranny? Like, g give us give us a bio. Who are you? What do, what do people need to know about you? Um, the short and sweet version is um, I work for LTN. I love God. I put God before anything. Um, I'm a mom of one, and I'm a wife. That's that's about the short version. Um, I'm a nerd. That's like one of my big overarching, like, you know, that's my personality. That's always <laughs> who I've been is just a huge nerd. Um, and I've been pushing, you know, I put, put that on my little boy. You know, he's already into Spider-Man and, you know. All that fun stuff. Yeah, um, that's what my boy that's... went to first, too. Yeah, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially that new Spidey and his amazing friends or whatever it is on Disney. Oh, yeah. it's so cute. Yeah, they've been watching um, that, too. But that's, like, really the big thing is, like, you know, I'm I'm a wife and a mother, and that means the world to me. That's what I've always wanted to be. Um, I'm a Christian, of course, and I, I really just love, I love God and I love nerdy things. That's, like, the gist of it. I mean, that makes you perfect for this role. <laughs> exactly. Video games. If I had to pick one thing, video games are my biggest thing. I'm a huge gamer. And yeah. I always have been. 
um, when I got sick in 2017, video games became like um, my coping mechanism. You know, I've always been a huge gamer, but then it became like games helped me kind of like forget for a little bit. Um, you know, they take it make me ignore certain things like, oh, I'm really tired or I'm in pain today. And so uh, games mean like the world to me. And that's a huge part of who I am. That's awesome. So that's something you can just do no matter really how you feel that day. Exactly. You could always just sit on the couch and play a game. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I got a question from Mo. She wanted to sneak in here as a part of your bio. Uh, where do both of your names come from? Your actual name, Tyranny, and your gaming name, Silver? Um, my actual name, my parents could not agree on a name. Uh, my mom was pushing for Whitney, and my dad said no. So they were flipping through a baby name book, and they're like, you know what, let's switch to the boy's side. And they found my name spelled differently, T-I-E-R-N-E-Y. Um, it's actually a boy's name. It's Irish Gaelic. Mm. And they were like, oh, that's really cool. Let's just change the spelling. And yeah, it stuck. That was the one thing that they agreed on. Um, Silver comes from my gamer tech, Silver Soul X10. And my streaming brand is Silver Soul Gaming. And how did you um, choose that? And it's kind of a... Like, silver's always second best, but it's still, like, beautiful and strong <laughs> and, and really, like, loved thing. Um, so I just kind of went with that and, and slight, you know, it's Slight self-deprecation. Okay, yeah. A, like little, that. yeah. a little bit, but at the same time, it's kind of turned into, um, you know, silver can be really soft or it can be really strong. It's really, hmm. it's beautiful and it's, it's elegant and it's just a cool color. And so it's just kind of stuck for years. And even in real life, people will call me silver, and it's kind of interesting. <laughs> um, I will say, I don't know if uh, you had gotten where you are in life if your name was Whitney. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could agree with that. You don't, don't look, look like, like a Whitney a, at all now. I don't look like a Whitney. No, I do not. Uh, so can you tell us how you met your husband, Patrick? Ooh, that's a fun one. Um, yes, 2014 in June, I got a new job working for Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. And I was sitting in the bar, like at one of the little tables in there on one of the stools, signing like all the new hire paperwork, W-2s and all that fun stuff. And the manager was like, hey, I'm going to run to the office. Be right back. Okay. Well, Patrick, who was working, walked up and said, hi, I'm Patrick. How are you? You know, glad that you're, you know, to have that you're joining us and, and all this fun stuff. And, um, that was kind of like, that was it. Like after that, like we started talking like during work and we were both studying history. We both really liked, you know, reading and fantasy and, and things like that. And like within like a month, we started hanging out and had a couple dates and we've been together since. So was he just, uh, was he just being nice to the new hire at first or like, did he He's... find you attractive immediately? He said it was the latter. Um, he still says it was the latter, which I <laughs> believe because as soon as I saw him, I was like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So you said you're a mother of one. Mm -hmm. uh, how's how's mother motherhood going? It's a learning curve. Um, <laughs> How old is he again? He's almost two. Almost two. In okay, so yeah, in you're October. in a you're in a real fun age. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not used to being around babies and toddlers. No. Um, my sister was born when I was like barely going into kindergarten, so 
I was allowed to quote unquote help, but I, you know, I wasn't actually able to do anything. The last babies I was around was my twin cousins and they're 20. <laughs> so that, that it, it's been a long time. I remember when we had him, I was terrified. Like, you know, he was planned. I very, very much wanted to have a child. And then like, I'm sitting in the hospital, like in labor and I'm thinking, I don't even know how to change a diaper. Like, <laughs> what did I just get myself into? <laughs> so it was, even that was, was interesting to learn, especially after a C-section on so many pain meds. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, and, so we were when we were having our first kid, Elijah. Uh, my wife bought like the "What to Expect When You're Expecting" book, and you know all these other things, and she read all this stuff, and she and we got like three books for me to read as a father, and what to expect as a child, and we went into like it was three weeks until the due date. We went into a, her doctor appointment, and they said, "Oh, you got some mild preeclampsia." Uh, you know what? We're just going to go ahead and induce you today. And so we're like, oh, crud. So, like, should we go in tonight? And I said, no, let's go go home, grab your stuff, and then go to the hospital. And so we get home. Deidre's packing bags because we didn't do any of this that early. And I just am standing around, looking around, not knowing what to do in full panic mode. And the only thing I could say was, I haven't read any of the books. I haven't read any of the books. I haven't, uh, we can't do this. I haven't read any of the books. <laughs> it's such a panic-inducing thing with that first kid. <laughs> and the books don't help anyway. Right? Yeah. There's nothing you can do. There's 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 no real class. You know, there's there's things you can take to teach you. Know, don't don't shake the baby. But uh, <laughs> but when it comes to like these just practical everyday things, you just kind of have to get in it. But for that first kid, you don't know. It's terrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> and, you know, now, like, he's going to be my only one. So I'm like, great, if I screw up with this one, I don't have another one coming to, you know, fix it. <laughs> but it, it's been it's been fun, but it's been it's a little scary. Yeah. Um, it's intense, but, like, he is such a blessing. And there's, like, so many reasons that he shouldn't be here. And I just it sounds so cheesy, but I, I see God in his face every day. And I just absolutely adore that. <laughs> so speaking of god uh our next question and uh you can you can take your time and be as as uh as detailed or less detailed as you wish but if you could summarize can you give us a rundown of your faith journey like what what brought you to here um well i didn't grow up in church but we always you know were hey the bible is true you know, Jesus died for our sins. This is why we celebrate Christmas and Easter and whatever else we didn't. But my parents weren't churchy people. Mm. It was just very straightforward, like, hey, God exists. This is what we believe. This is what's right. So you're like and church adjacent. Always, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, and I got really into I was always a really big reader and always really into like history. I have a history degree now, as a matter of fact. Um so I would I, I got it really into the Chronicles of Narnia um, <laughs> around Easter and Christmas. I loved all of the like Jesus specials on History Channel. And I got super into it. It was just so fascinating to me. And I felt really connected to all of these stories. And I think around nine, um, I was like, hey, I want to go to church. And my parents were like, you know, we're not really into that scene. But there's a church nearby. We're more than happy to drop you off for like youth group. And, and, and um, uh, like a year later, I found out that just up the street, there was a uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes Club. And even though I was homeschooled, they 
were like, yeah, you can absolutely join. And it was great because, you know, I, one of my friends already went and I made friends there. And so I grew up going to church mostly by myself, which hmm. I didn't mind because I still got to do what I was interested in and learn what I wanted to learn. And my parents were totally cool with it. They were super supportive. Um, and then, I mean, see, I did FCA for, shoot, until I was like maybe 17, which is, you know, about the time that, you know, you graduate and stuff. And, and um, I, I finished youth group, but I was still going to like services and stuff every now and then. But, but I did most of my studies and stuff at home, reading the Bible, watching, you know, these documentaries. And, and uh, I really like um, like C.S. Lewis's books. Yeah. So I did a lot of that stuff. And then nothing ever really like swayed me away from God. I just went through some really like traumatic experiences that should have, but they didn't. They actually brought me closer to God and, and gave me more faith. And um, even now I'm asked a lot, like, how can you be so religious when you're sick, um, you know, chronically uh, ill? And, and I'm like, I have faith because I'm chronically ill. And that always confuses people. I always tell them, I, I may, I may be in pain for a lifetime, but if I hold on to my faith, I've got a whole eternity without. Mm. And that is what keeps me going every day. And I decided to, you know, continue studying and, and going to church. I'm at a different church now because I live in a different town. Um, I always feel bad because I haven't been in a couple of years because of the newborn and COVID and stuff like that. But I attend online. Um, one of my degrees is in religion. I had planned on going for a master's in theology or history or maybe something kind of connected. That hasn't happened because, you know, babies and whatnot. Yeah, but, it really um, changes it. <laughs> it does. It does. And so a lot of my faith has been, I don't really want to say self-taught, but, but self-studied. Okay. Um, you know, I've gotten involved in like young adult groups, life groups, stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, it's just been a lot of, a lot of reading. Um, I'm really, I really like apologetics and stuff like that. Like, I know my faith story isn't like super interesting, but, um, I mean, this is, I, I think everybody's, everybody's journey, uh, through faith is definitely valuable to hear, uh, yeah. because, like you said, it, it doesn't have to be some, some grand, like mountaintop moment that brings you to, to Christ. It doesn't have to be, you know, a, a huge, terrible event that has brought you to Christ. You right. had some of those things happen in your life, but you were actively searching and learning and, and yeah. even, you know, so there's, there's too many people that think that, oh, it's just an emotional response. You know, and it's not anything real. It's based on just what you want in your emotions. Right. And uh, no, very, very much so. There's a case to be made <laughs> for, for you know, learning and, and studying yourself and, you know, right. comparing things. Yeah. And, you know, throughout everything, uh, you know, relationships with boys or, or bad things that happened or, you know, whatever. I, I've always been already like on that journey. It yeah. wasn't something I had to stumble into. Yeah. Um, I think I want to say I accepted Christ around 11 or 12. Okay. And then, but like, and then I wasn't baptized until I was like 25 because the church I had been going to, it wasn't super important there. So I started going to this new church and they explained it a little bit better, like, you know, the importance. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. Mm. And, um, 
actually the pastor that baptized me is the one that dedicated my son. So, oh, wow. you know, I've definitely grown more in the last four or five years. But as a whole, I've always been on that road. Well, that's awesome. So, so how is uh, God working on you now? Patience is a big one. You know, <laughs> having a little one running around. Again, it sounds cheesy and cliche, but it, it is interesting to learn how to be patient and focus on somebody that's learning how life works. You know, he, he yeah. doesn't he doesn't understand if he, you know, starts to climb on the stove, it's going to open up and he's going to fall on his butt. You know, so sometimes it's frustrating, but, you know, um, I always feel like God is pressing down on me to stay calm and, and, you know, I'm a pretty mellow person anyway, but patience has been a really big thing with um, motherhood, marriage, my position at LTN, really everything. Um, I've always considered myself patient, but it's like new um, hurdles are being thrown at me, almost like testing my patience more than mm -hmm. anything, mm -hmm. but that's, that's <laughs> kind of been a big one. Teaching you how to hand that stuff over to God, yeah, on a yeah, pretty daily much. basis, minute by All minute. All the time. <laughs> All the time. Well, in the next two parts of this interview, uh, we're going to talk about uh, how how your role at Love Thy Nerd works and the, the ins and outs of that and the good and the bad. And uh, we're going to talk about your streaming life and, and kind of more your nerdiness. But the last question I want to ask you for for this, uh, this part right here is, uh, is there anything weird about you that most people don't know or wouldn't would be surprised to know let's put it that way most people would be surprised to know about you um ooh, i got a good one yeah i actually uh have the ability to rebuild industrial clutches i can convert kawasaki engines from petroleum to natural gas and i can rebuild ford 300 industrial engines yeah Okay, that's definitely something <laughs> that I'm surprised to hear. That's that's pretty I don't think cool. That's, I don't think that's ever come up in LTN. Yeah, my dad's <laughs> been a mechanic for 30-something years, and, and that's what he does is uh, natural gas uh, maintenance and repair on the uh, engines, mostly compressors sometimes. Wow. And yeah, I, so he so taught I you all that stuff? stuff? That's pretty, oh, yeah. That's pretty wild. Wow, okay. That's cool. I like that. That's going to do it for today's portion of the interview, but come back tomorrow as we discuss with Tierney the importance of online community. We're going to take one more quick break, and we'll be right back to close out the show. What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show, and things are winding down for the day. But first, we wanted to know what kind of social community is your favorite? So we took to Twitter, and we asked you this question, and uh, we gave you four answers. You could choose church slash small group, sports fans, online communities or discords, or nerdy fandoms. Okay, listen, sports fans is out of there. Really? Yeah, because you... 
<laughs> I think sports fans are the most divided group of people and it goes from just really good fun casual conversation to you are the stupidest person I've met in my entire life really quick <laughs> I'm just saying because either they're the fan <clears throat> of the same team as you or they're the enemy it's just that simple you got you uh-huh. Um, you hate them solely based on their geographical location. Yep. <laughs> exactly. But not just their geographical location, because this is the thing that kills me. Kills me. Them big old women we in are, San Antonio. Would you listen to me? <laughs> <laughs> we are in Clovis, New Mexico. Yeah. <clears throat> and we have so many Steelers fans. Steelers fans I don't here, understand it, it either. It drives me bananas. I don't understand it. Bananas. There's so many of them. And then as a Ravens fan, it's (laughs) the worst. The worst. And and Steelers fans have gotten on this new kick because Ravens and Steelers have been rivals for years since the Ravens have been a team. Okay? Um now they've gotten on this new kick that the Ravens aren't actually their rival. It's the Browns that are their rival. Uh no. No. We're in the same division, yeah, but they're not your rivals. Just because they got good the last couple years doesn't mean they're not your rivals. Okay, anyway, see, I'm on a tangent. This is why we don't record on Saturday mornings. Lark, Lark says, uh, just just do what I do. Stop caring about sports. <laughs> no, That's what I did a see, long time ago. That is actually the <laughs> one thing that I, people are always surprised at <laughs> my knowledge and concern and passion for football i watched the super bowl and i love in-person baseball games and that's and hockey games i've discovered but that's about it so listen <laughs> listen we have always said that through love thy nerd i've met one of my best friends now that i would have never ever known oriel because he simply says the Browns are trash. <laughs> you get me. It doesn't take a genius, even though we are both geniuses. It doesn't take a genius to figure out that the Browns, yes, have always been and will always be trash. It doesn't matter. <sighs> Garbage. How their last season was. Hey, uh, so the question was, what kind of social community is your favorite? <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, okay, so what was the very first one? Church, Church slash small groups. And then... Sports fans, which you've well, already decided yeah, that's is out. not it. Uh-huh. Uh, online groups or discords and, then f- and nerdy, nerdy fandoms. fandoms. Okay, so I am going to say the top two is between online groups and church. Uh, well, those are the top two. Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the top one is. The top is. one is church and small groups okay. by far. 64.9% said okay. that is their, their favorite social community. Good for all uh, you holy righteous people. <laughs> Online groups and discords at 13.5% and nerdy fandoms and sports fans both tied with 10.8%. Yeah. Which, uh, is a bit surprising. It is surprising. But I guess also... Encouraging? Because, I mean, we would want most people's, like, favorite social community to be a healthy church or healthy small group. Right. Wouldn't we? Yes. So, I guess that's fine. I guess I'm not, I mean, I I expected it to be one of the others. You know what I find encouraging on all of this? Hmm. That sports and nerds were equal. 
Well, I mean, essentially, all sports fans are just are nerds, sports but they nerds. wouldn't tell you that. Right. They, they really, they really are. That. They have the devotion. They wear the cosplay. Uh-huh. <laughs> but they wouldn't tell you that. They memorize all the stats. <laughs> but yeah, they wouldn't say they were. True sports fans would take great <laughs> offense to that. <laughs> they pretend like they're a part of the team. <laughs> yeah. Like I it's, listen. It's, I'm not denying it. Yeah, it's all it's, fact. It's full on, full on nerds. That's that's uh-huh. all sports people are. You're right. <laughs> One hundred. Fantasy sports is just Dungeons and Dragons with sports stats. Absolutely true, mm-hmm. Oriel. Absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, let's end with our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is Proverbs 15.1. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. That's going to do it for our Monday show. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit lovethynerd.com slash partner, and you can choose LTN Radio from the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. Remember that we air first exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNOnAir.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, find the Backroom Morning Show podcast version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. Do it, and we'll love you forever. We'll be back tomorrow morning. We hope you will, too. Mo, final thought. Uh, it's it's Saturday morning, but really it's Monday morning. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Once again, I'm Radio Matt, <laughs> and I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise that it's true. Jesus, Jesus loves, loves you, nerd. nerd.